Hi. Good day. We'll continue a study today from Genesis chapter 13. And I'll be reading for you from the New Living Translation. Recall that we've read chapter 12. And in chapter 12 of Genesis, we saw how God delivered Abraham from the mistake he made where he claimed that his wife, Sarah, was his sister and Pharaoh almost married Sarah before God came through. We also saw from the beginning of chapter 12 that God had spoken to Abraham after his father's demise and God gave him clear instructions to leave Haran where he was dwelling in his father's house to a place that God was going to show him. And God also promised Abraham that God was going to make him a great nation. He was going to make him famous and bless him and bless anyone that blessed him and curse anyone that cursed him. So now we continue from chapter, we continue with uh, chapter 13. After Abraham had left Egypt with all that he was given. Because after God appeared to Pharaoh, after God revealed to Pharaoh, that Sarai was Abraham's wife and not his sister and commanded Pharaoh not to touch her. Pharaoh in fear returned Sarai to Abraham and also gave Abraham a lot of animals, servants and wealth which Abraham departed with. So we'll start the reading now in Genesis chapter 13 from verse 1. So they left Egypt and traveled north into the Negev Abram with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. For Abram was very rich in livestock, silver and gold. Then they continued traveling by stages towards Bethel, to the place between Bethel and Ai, where they had camped before. This was a place where Abram had built the altar, and there he again worshipped the Lord. Verse 5. Now Lot was traveling with Abram. Now Lot, who was traveling with Abram, was also very wealthy with sheep, cattle, and many things. Let me pause here to remind us that Lot, Lot was Abram's nephew. Lot was the son of Haran, Abraham's brother, who had died in all of the Chaldeans before Abraham's father Terah decided to move to Haran. So. When God called Abraham to leave, when God called Abraham to leave um, Haran in Genesis chapter 12, Abraham took Lot along with him. And we see now that as Abraham was getting wealthy, his nephew Lot was also becoming rich. So we'll continue the reading from Genesis 13 uh, verse 5. Now Lot was traveling with Abraham. Lot who was traveling with Abraham was also very wealthy with sheep, cattle, and many tents. But the land could not support both Abraham and Lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together. There were too many animals for the available pasture land. So an argument broke out between the herdsmen of Abraham and Lot. At that time, Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. Then Abraham talked it over with Lot, saying, 
This arguing between our herdsmen has got to stop, he said. After all, we are close relatives. I'll tell you what we'll do. Take your choice of any section of the land you want, and we'll, we will separate. If you want that area over there, then I'll stay here. And if you want to stay in this area, then I'll move to I'll move on to another place. Verse 10. Lot took a long look at the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zoar. The whole area was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord had destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose that land for himself, the Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abram. So while Abram stayed in the land of Canaan, Lot moved his tents to a place near Sodom among the cities of the plain. The people of this area were unusually wicked and sinned greatly against the Lord. After Lot was gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction. I'm going to give all this land to you and your offspring as a permanent possession. And I'm going to give you so many descendants that like dust, they cannot be counted. Take a walk in every direction and explore the new possessions I am giving you. Then Abraham moved his camp to the oak grove owned by Mamre, which is at Hebron. There he built an altar to the Lord. So quickly, we see that um, this Lot, who was um, his father had passed on, it's not clear if his mother was still alive. He probably became an orphan because after he passed, um, his sister, after his father passed on, his sister was married off, and um, we saw in, I believe Genesis eleven that his other sister seemed to have moved in with um, the, the the sister who who uh, who got married, and Abraham took Lot as his own son because Abraham didn't have a child, and Lot was the son of Abraham's brother. So when God asked Lot, when God asked Abraham in chapter twelve to leave his father's house, um, Abraham considered Lot to be part of him and did not leave Lot behind. He took Lot with him. So Lot went with him to Egypt. Uh, Lot experienced all that Abraham went through and how God turned Abraham's mistake around to a blessing. And Pharaoh blessed Abraham with a lot of cattle, and they left Egypt, taking almost the same route that they had taken when they were going to Egypt. You know, they were going through um, the respective areas that they had passed and they settled somewhere in the land of Canaan. And um, while they were there, um, there was a problem because the area was small. Now, first, you, you're supposed to realize that they were like like um newcomers to this place so they had to confine themselves to the area that was available for their cattle but you see abraham's kindness is visible in a lot of areas you see that first he was not only getting rich but his own nephew was also getting rich 
we are going to later fast forward or later study um jacob another person who lived with his uncle and you see the difference between abraham and jacob's uncle that's laban so abraham was a very fair man by all means godly by all means righteous because he was not only getting wealthy he he also allowed the people that were with him to get wealthy and i, I think that's lesson number one for us you know um i i often hear stories of people who have um people serving them whether as apprentice or whatever and at the end of that service period the kind of gifts first of all they maltreat the person while in service and this is uh prevalent in some parts of the world i don't want to mention the particular area but human beings being who they are when you give people powers and there are no rules to check those powers people would always almost always abuse them so there are instances of people who have to um have other people in their service we are speaking business now. So you have a business and you have people working for you, either as staff or apprentice or um, by whatever name they are called. How, how do you take care of them? How do you treat them? I mean, um, in, in, in Nigeria where I live, um, there is this, it's not so, it's not so prevalent now, but growing up there was this concept of house girl <laughs> you know like a maid somebody who took care of um the house chores and could possibly double as a nanny taking care of children and sometimes you see that that maid is unkept like they if it's a lady the hair is not made she's not wearing nice outfits she's working morning till evening you know like walking around the clock and whoever they are working for may not want to take the time to think about this person who is um in service to them to see how they could better that person's life i think we can all learn a lesson or two from abraham here in genesis chapter 13 that's Lot was not just moving around with him. He was also equipping Lot. He was also equipping Lot to become wealthy as he was becoming wealthy. He was teaching Lot what he knew and helping Lot to grow. So lesson number one for us is in all that we do, the mark of leadership, the mark of being a God-loving person is how the people around you are thriving. No doubt there are instances where you could try to help people to rise and they just want to stay down. Like they not just want to stay down, but sometimes they want to pull you down with them. There, there are instances like that. But as much as we can is to make an attempt, to make efforts, to lift others up. There's no gain in being up and standing alone while others are at the bottom. They just keep pulling and pulling and grabbing from you and it could get lonely at the top there when you're there alone. So we need to learn from Abraham to take care of the people who are with us, who are working with us. Yes, as much as you can, you don't want to also be like the richest man 
in, in Babylon who kept on giving out everything that um, he had until he he eventually became a beggar himself. You you cannot you cannot solve world hunger as they say, right? But at the same time, you want to do your best as much as God has given you the ability, and it begins with the people in your immediate focus your your um your staff your employees your family members if you have children your children uh, your immediate relatives that are around you how is your life impacting them we've learned from abraham to impact the lives of others positively and it's not just in terms of financial wealth it could be giving them your time um encouraging them sharing wisdom with them helping uh, you know it could be anything whatsoever but it's for us not to just feel like we have nothing to offer or we are good enough just shining while others are out there in the dark that's lesson one lesson two is for us not to be like lots mm-hmm. so we learn from abraham to be like abraham and also learn not to be like lots Lot was very ungrateful. I mean, how else do we describe somebody who was technically adopted and cared for as his son to the extent where he um, became as wealthy as, uh, as, as his um, uh, benefactor, as the person who was caring for him? He became equally wealthy and he became arrogant. He became so arrogant that his own servants had the guts to challenge the servants of the master of the house. I mean, how, how, in regular parlance, you say, can you beat that? Like, it's, um, it's almost unimaginable. It's almost unimaginable. The effrontery that his servants had and when Abraham reported this to Lot, that, oh, your herdsmen, your servants are always fighting with mine. This is not good because we are related. Lot didn't, I mean, the scriptures did not record that Lot was surprised to say, whoa, why? Oh, no, my father, please, this should not happen. I will talk to them. No, nothing like that. He appeared actually to be adamant or like he had been since expecting this conversation to come up to the extent that when Abraham suggested that they should both go their separate ways, Lot's immediate, like he already knew where he wanted. He had already scouted the area to know the place that he was going to choose <laughs> because he couldn't have been in those short uh, moments of the conversation that he knew um, how fertile the Jordan Valley would be, you know, he, he must have been scouting, thinking, plotting and planning that hmm, one day now I will just take this place. I'll take this particular area because this place would be very good for my cows and my uncle stay in this particular area that is more like a wilderness. So when uncle Abraham suggested to, um, Lord, that let us go our separate ways. You choose first. Now, in, in um, Africa, where I'm from, I think this is also the culture in the Middle East. Uh, 
where respect is actually huge like there's so much respect for elders in my place for example uh when something is divided you cannot choose first as a younger person even if you are given the um privilege to choose first courtesy demands that you should turn it down and say oh no please uh, let my senior be the first person to choose and if they insist that you choose first you should not choose the best of the lots <laughs> you shouldn't choose the best of the options that is how you know a child that is well groomed that is how you know a well behaved person that is how you know a good person you know uh, from a surface level here um sometimes you see children of different ages and you just set out something for them and ask them to choose the first person to immediately die for the biggest one most adults around will just look at that person like hmm, this child is going to become something if he's, if he or she is not checked so you see that lots in this particular case had already scouted the area and he knew the area that was more fertile he already had his eye there and in um verse 10 of chapter 13 it records that lot took a long look at the fertile plains of the jordan valley in the direction of zoa the whole area was watered everywhere like the garden of the lord like the garden of eden as in the place was was lush and it was beautiful like the land of Egypt, you know. And that was the place that Lot decided to choose for himself. And he went there with his servants, his flocks, and he left his uncle Abraham in the other place that was not so lush. Do not bite the finger that fed you. I don't know how people do it, you know. Um... But do not bite the finger that fed you. There's something my father always said before he passed on. He used to say that the person that gave you life is better than the one that gave you wealth. Because if they snuffed life out of you when you were still a bag of blood, you would not have grown up strong enough to acquire the wealth so lot must have been miserable after his father passed on and that's why abraham took him in gave him restored life back to him and this was how lot could pay abraham back by choosing the best of all the options and just moving but you see for people who do these sort of things um Life has a way of paying back and paying back bountifully, <laughs> whether good or bad. Because we see now that because Abraham stayed uh, back, like he didn't dive in first, because Abraham could have easily just chosen to say, oh, I'm going to this lush area. You and your servant stay in this particular area that is not so green afterwards, after all. But because Abraham, as an act of love, allowed Lot to choose first. God then showed up and God told Abraham, you see this place where you are, I'm going to bless you and I've given you this whole place. Everything here uh, I've given to you and your offsprings 
and your offspring shall be uncountable like they shall be like dust they cannot be counted your descendants uh so move around take a good look at this whole place because this has become yours and abraham immediately built an altar and worshiped god so if you are in business or if you are uh if you have ever done good for somebody and you were cheated don't worry the God of restoration will visit because um, people might have thought that they had stolen the blessing by taking what you have, but they do not know that the blessing actually rests in you. Like Lot didn't understand that he was blessed because he was with Abraham. He thought he was blessed because he had learned the whole business of, you know, how to be, uh, uh, a merchant or um, a farmer or a, somebody who had stock and etc. He must have felt that, oh, he had learned all of this. He could do everything by himself. He did not understand that he was being blessed because he was with this person. And that moving away from that person to the place that he felt was more f- lavish or more lush, that's because he had cut himself off from the blessing, even where he was going to, would lose um, favor. And he would not find any favor right there because he had cut off from the channel that had connected him with uh, God the Creator. So do not be discouraged when you do good to people and they repay your goodness with evil. And if you have by any means repaid um, evil for a good that someone has done to you, the time to repent is now. It's never too late to go back and apologize. Uh, The other time we talked about humility, uh, about uh, two, three episodes ago, we were talking about the merciful nature of God. Um, We need to find a way to humble ourselves when we make a mistake. And go back and ask for forgiveness. Go back and find a way to restore or restitute, you know, where we have done something wrong. And the first person to ask for forgiveness is the Lord. So if you have by any means hurt someone, if you have by any means demonstrated um, ingratitude and recklessness in your relations or dealings with others, please... I I pray that you find the humility and the grace to ask for forgiveness. I pray that God forgives you. And I pray that God helps you to amend your ways. And if you have been hurt by others for your goodness, I pray that God restores, that God heals, that God replenishes what you have lost, and that he helps you to continue to do good. Because even when Abraham had this experience, it didn't change him. He continued to do good, as we will see in the next chapter when we study Genesis chapter 14. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Nena. May God bless you. Take good care. Bye.